1: That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST.
0: Hi guys, I'm Kennedy and I just sipped up tea with demi
1: on Tea with Tay. Hey guys, welcome to a fresh episode of Tea with Tay pod. Every time I think about the fact that this is my third season, I'm just like, who am I that I've done three seasons of a podcast? But, you know, it's amazing to be doing this. Um, This podcast is proudly sponsored by Lipton, of course. Refreshed by Lipton. Thank you, Lipton, for keeping us refreshed and allowing us to have healthy conversations. Um, My guest today is somebody that gives me a run for my money. In fact, I don't have any money compared to him. So every time I see him, I'm like, have I achieved enough in life? I know that I'm an achiever, but this guy, <laughs> um, he's the founder and CEO of Keeper Africa, right? And this company is worth about $10 million. I don't know if I'm going to sell money in my lifetime, but he's sitting there, sitting right beside me. So it means that, you know, by association, maybe by like osmosis. Uh, <laughs> please put your hands together for my guest, Kennedy Akezi. Are you guys not happy to somebody will get $10 million? You don't go clap. Oh, yeah, you have $10 million.
0: <laughs>
1: have fun am I, bro? Really
0: good. It's so nice to be I was a little nervous when I was, last night before I went to bed, because I was looking through everyone who has done this before. I'm like, I'm an atypical guest here, um, but it's it's good to be here, it's good to be on the podcast, and I'm looking forward
1: to our conversation. You know, um, I know famous people have been on this couch, but I know. I don't think I they know. have as much money as you.
0: Honestly, I don't know.
1: I know I, you're famous for doing it, great things. I mean, yeah. Kipa is known for offering digital solutions too. Small businesses, right, yeah, so I mean you're famous for that,
0: um yeah, I mean um it's it's an honor, I feel like I'm sitting in you know walking in big shoes, but for me, sitting in a big couch um yeah. where great people have been, so for
1: sure, you know you know one thing that always is at the back of my mind every time I talk to you is your age, right, and you know that they say age is just a number, but please use your own number <laughs> because I'm an achiever, right, I'd like to think that you know I was I decided doing things early, you know I. I went to school on time, you know, I got out on time, and I'm, I'm, I'm here right now, but every time I look at your story and your trajectory, I'm just like, wow. You know, I was reading somewhere where I saw all the awards that she had collected from both the Queen, President Obama, I'm you know, just like, this nigga.
0: You know, it's, a lot of times, those things tend to stick out, and, you know, I, I feel very grateful for them. But I think a lot of people, I actually don't feel like I'm 25. Like, I feel like I've lived multiple lives in a very short time. But I mean, from talking to you, similarly, I also had a very early start. Um, You know, was homeschooled by my mom the first three years of my life. So a lot of like the kindergartens, Mm. things normal kids would tend to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I sort of had the opportunity to skip through that and went straight to nursery school. Um, I skipped one class in primary school. um, And then I redid a class in secondary school because I changed schools. And, you know, maybe that's a story Mm. we'll get into. So I sort of evened that out, but um, I don't know, maybe it's just the thing that comes to being the first son of your parent in an Igbo household, like moving quickly and feeling like you have to do things very early.
1: You know, my first question was going to be what what your background was like, but you've also given me like a hint of that. But I really want to know, I mean, what kind of childhood and background will form such a solid person that understands what they're going to at this age. Hmm. I'm curious.
0: I mean, you're very flattering with your words. <laughs> so, um, but my both of my parents are teachers. Uh, mm-hmm. My mom has always been a teacher. So like I said, I was homeschooled by my mom. Right. um You know, she taught science, but for me, she taught me everything. Like a lot of the words I know and even use up till today, I learned from her. Even when I text her on WhatsApp, I learned new words from just talking right. to her. Right. Um, because she she reads a lot of books and, you know, sort of sewed that in us very early. Um but one thing I would say is I had a very vigilant childhood. Um, the first seven years of my life, we, my siblings and I, my whole family lived in Lagos. And we didn't have very much, quite right. frankly. Um, and I, I observed how interactions, social interactions with neighbors, um, when you were at parties, how they differed for my siblings and I versus, you know, you know children of people who had more, for example. Right. Um, and... So I would say in many ways, I remember what the most vivid memory I have of growing up is I was very vigilant. I was very aware. I was picking up Mm. threads and nuances that I don't think other people who are that young will pick up. Um, And I think that has sort of followed me to my adulthood. And in many ways, there's just this, the technical term for it, the philosophical term is epistemic loneliness. So it is like in your head, you have an idea of the world that you think no one else understands but you. And that you've come up with that. You have a, you have a perception of the world that no one else sees. Um, and I think that has stayed with me till today and it's probably responsible for the sort of speed um, that so I have had. So you came had. to
1: my podcast to talk about epis- ep- sorry, epi... Sorry, epi- sorry. I
0: was, I, was, I was trying to look for a synonym to Please. that one. Please! So people would be like, Break okay, it who it down. this mad? Um, <laughs> my Epistemic is just like yeah. knowledge and
1: loneliness. We all know what loneliness yeah, but, is. So. But I mean, you know, kids like you will be regarded as extremely smart. Was that who you were as a child or it was just, you know, as you grew just realized that you know I'm going to become something so I better get in line or were you just extra smart and you just got away with or you just got away with doing extremely crazy things and inspiring things because I read somewhere where by I don't know how old you were when you when you um you created the council or yeah I was 16. Yeah
0: yeah so I was first few years of my life yes I was smart in the traditional sense right when both of our parents are teachers, the only source of... I don't think we had a very, or I had a very exciting childhood filled with many exciting memories. But the only job that we had, that my siblings and I had, that I had as a kid was just doing well in school. And I didn't have to think about it. You know, I think back then, I didn't have to go extra, study extra hard. It just came very easy and natural. Right. right. But then when I was eight, we moved to Calabar because my parents got a job there. Um, and things became very weird. I moved from a school that had 250 people to one with about 5,000 people. Um, I started in JS2 because we moved from Lagos to Calabar. Um, So a lot of social circles had already formed. Mm -hmm. People had their cliques. um, And I was this like, and, you know, when you're nine years old, you're really weird. I was, you know, you're growing tall. You're getting to the age where you start to experience puberty. So you you look really weird. You don't look that And you don't look that cute. and for me, it was a very difficult time. I did not understand what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a result, I did so badly in school. So badly in school for the next three years. My mom was a teacher at the same school. Um, and I just lost interest. I just... I, at some point, I hated going to classes. I would leave class, you know, like go to the football field. It was a really big school. So it was hard to, you know, get found when we were being truant. Like go out and play PS2 with my friends. Um, and so at that point in my life, I definitely would not have been regarded as a smart kid because right. I was doing so poorly academically. But the caveat is deep down, talking about this same epistemically, mm-hmm. deep down, I knew like, I knew I was smart. I knew there was something about me, mm-hmm. but I didn't have any evidence. Like there was no way for me. because, mm-hmm. like, what else? How would you show you're smart? You're doing well. Mm-hmm. You're doing poorly at school. You're doing, you're not that great at sports. I wasn't really great at anything for a three-year period. Um, so it definitely has not been the case that it's been a straightforward right. journey of rosiness. It's, it's been up and down yeah. and, you know, I really don't know where it's going to go from here.
1: But, you, you, know, you know, would you say that your parents created an, an, an enabling environment for you to become this person? Because it's one thing to, you know, be smart and have great ideas as a child, but it's another thing for you, parents to parents to notice it quickly mm-hmm. and create, like, the ambience that will allow you to thrive in the way that you did even as far as Creating the council for women rights at sixteen. Yeah. So you you must have had like maybe good parents or guardians who just always want to spoil you to do more because if you if you if you if you went to your parents with that kind of idea at sixteen, they're either going to say that's not going to happen or yeah. you should. Do yeah. It. No. The cool thing is we didn't. I did. I never had to even go to my parents. They
0: trained us in such a way that I did not have to go to them to validate ideas or get validation for things because. Um, no, you're right on that point. The most important things that beyond being teachers and, you know, my mom, especially being very strict with how we studied and, um, you know, how I grew up, um, there was the most important thing that my parents bequeathed me with was just that quality of you have to know yourself, right? You don't come from very much, so it's really all on you. And it's all on you means you can't do the things everyone is doing you almost have to make decisions for yourself, mm-hmm. right? Um, you have to understand that if, you know, other kids are doing X, Y, Z, you have to think about that. Can I really afford to do this? Mm-hmm. Um, if this goes wrong, can I really afford that? Right. Um, and for me, that's what the they of of just, just know yourself, know who you are. And that was the most important thing, honestly. It's the thing where your parents will see?
1: Hmm, know yourself. No, yeah, exactly.
0: You can be foolish in that yeah. sense. And um, that was something I saw. And I think a lot of, people do not have enough of today and it's it's cute when you're young but as you grow older it mm. becomes a crisis right. um yeah and i think we're seeing that crisis playing out in many ways today yeah yeah
1: but but beyond your parents and all the good advice that they gave you what, what would you say were your influences at, at that age especially your teens like your early teens like was um, it, what was it from things that you watched or you read i know that you probably read a lot but like what would you say were your major influences at that time
0: my image was with my friends, like the fellow idiots I hung out with. We all were idiots in our own ways, right? Um, I mean, we did read, but we played a lot. You did? Yes, we played quite a lot. Um, Especially in the, you know, my adolescent age and like early teens, we played quite a lot. We did a lot of, you know, mischievous things. We, um, so we moved into this area where a lot of construction was happening. Mm-hmm. And so for like a three-year period, our thing was, doing backflips from uncompleted buildings, going to the top was just, it was like parkour. But we weren't trained for that. I broke my ankles, I broke my wrist so many times, playing stupid sports. And, and not even sports, for nothing. Then I'll come and my parents are like, well, you have to deal with it. And then we use our boniki balm and massage. They're like, no, we're not going to the doctor, we'll do this at home. Hot water, a wow. boniki balm, we'll straighten it out. Mm. I'm yelling, crying through my teeth. It's like, well, you deserve it. And then when it heals, I go back and do the same stupid things. So my influences were my friends around me. We, and it was in such a way that my neighbors, literally like if you count 20 houses out, at least 10 of them, we all went to the same school. Wow. We all lived in the same area. And so we spent most of our lives together. Those were my biggest influences directly um, in those years of my life for sure. Mm. Um, but as I started to grow older, you know, from 16 and above, um, I you know, started to travel, I became a debater started to experience the world and you know my influence became a lot more global right people who are global debaters um and those who i spent time with so so I'm,
1: I'm curious about women's rights you at 16 forming a council that will fight for women's rights why so um
0: the story is this when i got into unical university of Calabar when i was 16 and the first thing i did was enroll in the debate society there um the university at the time, there was there was a lot of funding they were putting into debate, the debate club, and we had the most robust debate program mm-hmm. in, in the country. Um, the first day I walked into our debate club, it was this conference room with you know, real like a real boardroom um, that was given to the debate mm-hmm. team by the university. I sat behind and I was so intimidated, and I ran away for two weeks, um, and I couldn't come back. Just watching the raw intellect of the people, they were so smart. I'm like, if I can and get a sixteen one year ten-
1: old. So uh, yeah,
0: I was sixteen, and these people were like eighteen. Wow. You know, on average, much like three years older than I am right. because they were in school. Um, if I, get, I can get one-tenth as good as they were, I'll be fine. Um, and so I went away for two weeks. I bought this book called The Art of Public Speaking by Dale Carnegie. And I read it cover to cover like five times. Then after that two-week period, I must enough courage to come back into the room and sit down in one tiny corner and watch people do their thing. Um, and then slowly, you know, I'll go up to the podium, pra- participate in practice sessions, and after a while, I took it so seriously. I was obsessed with it for a long while, and I became really good at it. So um I would make the university's team that year and three times that year, and ultimately, like just go on to do really well at mm. debate. I was national, um, the best speaker in, in the country twice. Um that this time. country? Oh, in Nigeria, the best competitive debater. Um, and but that's not the point. I'm trying to tie this back to the what you what you the question you asked. Um when My debate partners and I go for debate tournaments across the world. The first time I got on a plane was because of debate. The first time I traveled outside of Nigeria was because of debate. When we go to all these places and we're in debate rooms, we're with all these fancy intellectuals, and we're talking about things like feminism, you know, and, you know, social rights, and... Mm -hmm that's so strange to us because when we leave
1: those rooms and we come back out in it's the streets, yeah. you know, you know how things did. So in, in that time, it was probably a new concept to you because this was, let's say, 10 years ago? Or, yeah. Or yeah. Eight. yeah. Yeah. 10 years ago, um, on average. And that time, it wasn't even popular? At all. At right. all. At least also not
0: for me and not for right. people who, right. you know, and we really wanted to find a way to build a bridge between all of our intellectual fancy stuff we're talking about when we debate and compete and, real society that we lived in you know i grew up in Mm -hmm. calabar Mm -hmm. um and a few friends of mine came together um, and this was definitely influenced by you know someone who we knew um and decided to look we're going to take this knowledge and we're going to put it to work we're going to put it to practice um and so a lot of what we did was community advocacy we teamed up and partnered with um you know other organizations around the country to contribute to advocacy where we lived in the state we lived and with the local legislature to um, and again, I don't think people we took us that seriously, especially when we had to go to the speaker of the, you know, Cross University House mm. of Assembly and, mm. like, work with them. But it was definitely one of the most defining journeys that, you know, of, of my life to mm. date, for sure. Yeah. yeah.
1: You know, when I look at your trajectory, I'm just like, you know, did I work as hard as I should in my in my teens? Or so I saw a video of you in front of our late queen. <laughs> You were buying. our cream, <laughs> yeah she was awarding you for some leadership thing yeah. right first of all how did that feel standing in front of her and it looks like that video is like from way back so I'm wondering how old you were when
0: you were I conferred was,
1: that that award I was 20
0: so from five, five years ago so why why did you get that award so um it was for my work with the um the youth council for women's rights specifically um but so the award is called the Queen's Young Leaders Award. Every for four years between 2018 and 20, 2014 and 2018, um, she gave the award annually to 50 to 60 young people under the age of 35. Wow. Um, if I remember that correctly, 35 um, around the Commonwealth. So the Commonwealth has more than 50 countries, and you know Nigeria is one of them. Um, and so the final year ever that the award was going to be given out, just in 2018, I was one of the, the winners of the award. Um, and it's simply for people who are, you know, doing things like contributing to peace and prosperity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in the countries where they come from. How did you feel? It was a, we found out, I found out I got it in December of 2017. Um, and I received the award um, at Buckingham Palace in June of 2018. So we had sort of six months to process it. Even before receiving the award, we were in the UK for for about three weeks went to Cambridge University because it was a special course designed to train Queen's young leaders before. So I think at that point, I had lived out all the, um, all the euphoria in some sense. And it was like a ritual. Um, you had 15 seconds to chat with the Queen. Um, when you said there was, you know, this whole what thing. What will like you tell her in 15 seconds? I, I don't remember what I told her and I wish I actually t- took note Hi, of it. Hi, Granny. For her, her palace staff, you know, there was a room where they had to train each and every one of us when you go, this is how you bow. For women, this is how you cut Um I forgot to do the bow. Like, you're supposed to bow when you meet her and then bow when you're walking away. I did one, I didn't do the other, but I think it was fine. Um, so, you had 15 minutes and a lot of people, you get the award, you walk down into... This other room where she takes, like, official photographs with her family and everything to take a photograph with her when she's done. When I went, when I collected the award and I walked in there, everyone who had gone before me to take the award was, like, on the floor, like, bawling, crying because it was so emotional. I'm like, guys, why are you being dramatic? But I actually realized <laughs> for them... That was them experiencing the euphoria. And maybe I had just, you know, lived mine out. Because and... you knew before. Yeah, yeah. So I, I really did not experience it as much in the moment. But it was very sweet. She, you know, was a very
1: sweet old woman. It's like she's like a grandma. That's what she was. Right. She was 93. So right. um, it was it was wonderful. So you know, you know, at that point where you are 20 years old and the Queen of England is conferring a title or an award <laughs> to you, what is going on through your mind as a 20-year-old who like, I mean, you're doing good work, right? Yeah. But do you just pinch yourself and say, you know, I've really done this thing so well that, you know, I'll be getting... Oh, it's just onto the next one. What's the next thing? Because, because if, if you went to that room yeah. and people were crying and you were not faced about it, because me, I would have waited too. Because <laughs> I, I would have called all my family members. I'm like, all of you that didn't believe in me. I don't it This is where I am now. But yeah. that's, that's a lot.
0: Yeah. Um... I definitely was not thinking, oh, I've done it. And I, I was, to be frank with you, about two months before then, I was very confused about what next I was going to do in my life. Um, I'd gotten turned down from a grad school program I wanted to go to. I um, mean, I went to New York, did the interviews. It went so well. I was so confident I was going to get, I was so confident. Um, then one night, I was actually drinking with my friends. Um, and we were like pissed drunk, to be honest. And people you know, like you get drunk. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, what, what do you do? So, when so you're let me 20? say, let me tell you what, what, the what is you killing know? me. Right, usually when you see people like you who, have, who were early achievers who did, I have friends who, when we uni, when we were in uni, they had set goals for their lives, so they could not afford to hang out with nah, people like us that were nah, distracted lie. by the world. Is this balance that you have that's really busting my brain? Like, oh, man, it's
0: like for it is. I mean, people are thought, young people, especially when they are high achievers, and this is what I noticed during those years when I wasn't doing really well in school, and observing the folks who teachers loved and praised and made sit in front of the class and made right notes on the board. I'm like, yes, I understand that these people are really good at being, I thought they were very obedient um, and they had good retention, but I didn't think very much else. I didn't think they were really smart people. Um, and I think a lot of times that's what passes off as, you know, being smart. smart, you have to be uptight, you have to be obedient, you have to and um that is that's the smoke, but that's not the fire. Um, that's definitely not the fire. And for me, I think that word I used, epistemic loneliness, it really allowed me to understand who am I? What are the things I need to do and what are the things I do not need to mm. do too? And so those, you know, oh I no, no, that's not me. That's
1: yeah, not it, me. Because, you know, because as as young people in Nigerian school systems. Eh, we're not even trained to be introspective, we don't even know who we are. we're just trained to pass exams and yeah. everything, and we and as a child, when you try to step out of that structure, yeah you are it's a problem, yeah either that are delinquent or he's not smart enough, or yeah, you know that some people actually go through some young people actually go through secondary school who are very talented but are not book smart, yeah, but then again, the kind of things that I said over them or their teachers would make them not even believe themselves in oh, their entire yeah. lifetime. Oh, yeah. Um,
0: and it's also because a lot of teachers, I'm very sad to say, and I love teachers very much, and, you know, my my government teacher in senior secondary school, probably one of the single biggest influences in my life today. Um, but honestly, a lot of teachers aren't well trained themselves. Um, and I don't know that anyone who has an option would be a teacher, to be frank with you today. In Nigeria.
1: Yeah, please. in Nigeria.
0: And to be honest, globally, but it's worse in Nigeria. <laughs> um I Some, people
1: have, passion. Some
0: <laughs> people have passion for teaching. Yes. Um, You know, and I mean, I'm blessed to have parents who are teachers. Right. So God bless them. But <laughs> very early, I knew I didn't want their lives. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But dad wanted me to be a university professor. Like, oh, yeah, you, you finish. You would have been a great professor. And then you go do a PhD. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want your life. Like, is it not clear? Like, I love you and I
1: respect you. <laughs> yeah. It and it's helped train us, but... So, got, affliction so cannot terrorize pre- a second ah! time. <laughs> Stop. This brings me to, to my other question, right? You, you knew you didn't want the life of your parents, right? Yeah. So what was your dream as a child? What, it was obviously not to become a techie because by that time, you didn't, yeah. I don't think you found people who represented what yeah. you wanted to be. Um, the, earliest, the earliest career
0: path I know, I, want, I wanted to be a pastor. That was the first thing. Oh, I can I, I be promise, Please, I beg. God, I Don't take me to church. You know what me? I mean? I I beg. I beg. I beg. <laughs> I promise. I promise. I wanted to be a pastor. <laughs> when I walk in the street and I see, you know, posters of pastors, I was in awe of it. I'll stand, I'll look at it, you know, under the right, Jesus is Lord. I'm like, and then three exclamation marks. Oh, I'm fascinated. <laughs> fascinated by things like that. And then after a while, I didn't really want to be a pastor anymore. I wanted to be a footballer. And that's when I started to watch like the Super Eagles. And, um, and for me, I think connecting the dots is I've always been in awe of people who can command the attention of others. Not just command attention, but almost wield influence by being so good at what they do with their words, with their skills. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've been very fascinated by that. But beyond that, I didn't know what I wanted. I've never had a Honestly, even till today, I don't know what I'll be doing when I'm 40. Um... But I don't think that's the point. I don't think we should try to fixate ourselves on this is the specific thing I want to do. What we should spend a lot more time working on is I need to listen to my spirit and follow the instructions that I'm getting, right? If you need to do something today and do it really well, tomorrow will take care of itself. Um, And the worst spate of anxiety I've had is when I try to play God by figuring out what I'll be doing in two years. Controlling what I'm going to be doing tomorrow, it's like all you end up with is anxiety and not that much result. Mm-hmm. And what will happen will still happen anyways. Mm. Um, of course, this is not a call to you know and you know just soft life and no, absolutely not. Mm. But take responsibility, spend enough time in your own solitude, so you actually know what you want. And when you know what, you when you can't mistake it for with because you're not drowned out by noise mm. um, that comes in from other. That's that's honestly that's been for a very 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 long while. Um, as far back as I know. I promise. So, yeah. Pastor Kennedy, you are
1: preaching. Maybe I should go back to PK. that. It's in my future. It's in my no, future. I, I see it. It's I see it future. coming. You have a, a big audience <laughs> listening to you. But you know, um, speaking about listening to yourself, right? Because I know before now, you know when I called you a tech bro, you are like, I'm not really a tech bro. I, yeah. I, this is what I thought about you. Yeah. I thought that, you know, you had done some coding classes, you know, all of those things that tech people do with their laptops, you know, and finally decided that, you know what, I'm going to start a company. But you told me you were working at TikTok before now. Yeah. How does somebody who was working at TikTok shift from that space and goes to be a founder of a tech company? Yeah. And by the way, you were in Beijing or something. I was in Beijing, yeah. Working as the only black person in TikTok, I'm um, one of three Africans at the, at the global HQ.
0: Yeah, just tell me
1: about the experience.
0: So and even, China, please. Yeah, um, so I lived in China for two years, from 2018 to 2020. Um, I ultimately please, went to. Sorry, grad
1: how did China?
0: How did you? How did you go from Calabar to to yeah, so yeah. getting conferred with
1: an award by the Queen and yeah. China?
0: Yeah. Okay. Let me let me just connect that dot. So yes. I graduated from Unical in 20 December of 2017. Mm-hmm that's when i handed my thesis in and everything um and i spent the next six months after that working at a firm here in lagos i moved from Calabar to lagos um and so like some exactly a month after i received the award from the queen two months received the award in in june and i moved to beijing in august um so i got into a grad school program um that's funded by not just the chinese government but the founders of you know three of the top tech tech companies um, in in China Um, and it's it's a very global program, it's called the Yenching Scholars Program um, and it's designed to attract the best graduates from across the world, bring them to China. Again, you know, China is really trying to position itself as a global Mm -hmm. power and immerse these future leaders um, in China, its history, its politics, for them to truly understand it, and as they go back and work in their countries, and they can build bridges between, in my case, Nigeria and China in the future. Right. Um, so for me, that was, you know, that was why I said yes to going to the program. And uh, no Nigerian graduate had been at the program before me. I was the first one selected. Why? You thought about why? I'm not sure why. Um, I was in the fourth cohort, so it was relatively early, um, the right, program. Right, so maybe right. that's why. Um, And I also thought it could be a way to actually create more visibility and recruit more people from here into the program, which successfully happened, by the way. Um, And because the program is so prestigious, it's a China's top university, although there's a sister university that would argue otherwise. But it's a China's top university. um, And so the best employers come there to try to recruit. Within this China's best university, the program is like the creme de la creme. Local students want to get into it right um, so we used to have recruiters and firms come almost every day so Byte dance which is a parent company of tiktok came to recruit um they had gotten approval for a, um, a budget internally to try to expand the product to africa and this was in november of 2018 i think they saw how well ig and co were doing um and so i joined their team uh, right there and you know was there till 2019 um you know before i moved back to nigeria
1: so you're the Nigerian guy at TikTok. Yes,
0: precisely. I was the only Nigerian um at TikTok. So, so what,
1: what kind of work were you guys doing for the Nigerian space? Oh, so it was a small team of about eight people.
0: Right. And Between those eight, we had to do everything. It was like working at a startup in a startup, right? So, a lot of it was in the early days was content um direction. So, recruiting local influencers. The work was very manual and dirty. Reaching out <laughs> to um you know theater art students at Unilag, the ones who look good. It was specific things like oh, tell me son, this is your yellow shirt is not good against this background. Change to white. Create content. Add more light. We do things like send them MTN airtime um, from Beijing to create content uh, to yes. Because we were trying to create more content, more local content on the right. app. Most of the challenges were from the US and the UK,
1: you know, China itself and it wasn't really resonating. You know what was funny? Around that time, they reached out to me. Really? That I should come. I said, what kind of this I mean, Chinese?" Maybe app. I was
0: even the one who was. It was, was not you, the, but
1: somebody, else, somebody um, had reached out to me that there was a new app coming that they were going to. So, my thing, you know, money is my always a part of my mind. So, they say, I can't say, Okay, are you guys going to pay me money? They say, Oh no, but they're going to verify me immediately. come, con, kini con. I just never agreed. I didn't know that TikTok was going to blow up during the lockdown. Yeah, we have 500 million
0: yeah. users in other parts of the world, even as at then, but not just in Africa. Right. So it was almost a no-brainer. It would do really well. It was just about, can we create enough content locally mm-hmm. that would appeal to the local mm-hmm. audience? And, you know, five years later, the answer to that is a clear yes. Um, So, I'm I sorry. I mean, it's a, it's a success. I, yeah. I, can,
1: I cannot lie. Yeah. But,
0: I mean, did you enjoy your time there? Well, oh, I loved it. I loved I loved being in China. Um, the program I was in had 100 people from 39 countries um so you know we lived together ate together went to class traveled played sports Mm. did everything together for two years so that is yeah it it really doesn't beat that now i really did enjoy my time there
1: china though like culture
0: how did you fit into that space i i wasn't trying to fit in and that was not the goal for me i mean language barrier so my program was in english so that's good we i also took mandarin classes twice a week i didn't take it seriously so i was i was just, but I knew enough to get mm. by, like buy beer, go mm. to the airport, you know, right. ask for directions, simple right. things like that. But never really could do any right. serious right. work. And at TikTok too, we used we worked in English at right. least on
1: my team. Fast forward, fast forward to Keeper, right? When when did the idea of Keeper come? Because <laughs> because I always assumed that you were tech, brother. I said like yeah. you were always in tech, and only for you to tell me that that night that guy this was just the yeah. Me trying to find a solution to something. Oh, yeah. How did Keeper come about? Well, so when I moved back
0: to Nigeria from China in early 2020. Wait, wh- wait, wait. Why did you move back? Um, so the the pandemic started. Um I was going to graduate in a few months anyway. Right. So couldn't really So you didn't want to keep the job in uh, China? No, I already left before all of that. I knew I was not going to be at TikTok. I had to complete my thesis right. and you know, right. graduate and all of that. Right. Um so when I moved back in early 2020, I made a decision that I was going to be an entrepreneur because it was also that phase where I was, you know, trying to play God by figuring out what am I going to do next. I started thinking about what I'll do after grad school from the day I got into grad school. I started networking with recruiters. And, I'm like, I'm not going to enjoy this experience if I'm worried about what I'll do in two years when what I got today that I've been worrying about for the past two years, I can't even enjoy it. And I think that's most people. Mm. Um, so the decision I made was I was going to be an entrepreneur. And how I got to that decision was I looked at all my peers who were around me, who I really admired, who I thought were intelligent, not in the suit and tie type of mm-hmm, way. Mm-hmm. And most of them were starting companies. Um, and so I decided I was going to be an entrepreneur. Um, and I moved back. The pandemic was going to you know, start, saw the very early signs. Um, and my co-founders and I, we moved to Akwaibom. We moved to Uyo. We lived in Uyo for 18 months. And the goal for us was to, was to minimize our costs and maximize our focus. Our salaries for the 18 month period was 50K. We took 50K every month for that 18 month period. And honestly, in Uyo, with sorry, 50K, you, sorry, sorry, you can shut sorry. down a club.
1: Oh, sorry. So. so you guys decided that, you know what, this Lagos will be this so I don't think we can successfully get this thing yeah. started. Yeah. So you guys moved to Uyo. Yeah. That's how much you believed that it was going to work. We didn't even have
0: a specific idea that we were going to... We hadn't even conceptualized Skipper. But we knew that we needed the mental space to work together, to think, to tinker around. Because a lot of times when startup stories are told, it's like, oh, I was sleeping and this idea came to me. In <laughs> in the garage up and you know, I raised $100 million mm-hmm. and I executed it. That's bullshit, right? You, it's a lot of staggering around. But we knew that for us to stagger around... You know, and still stand on our feet. We needed focus, so we couldn't. We, you know, we drew up a list of cities very methodically: Lagos, um, Abuja, Enugu, Port Harcourt, um, Asaba, Uyo, and Calabar. We just added it because we grew up there. Calabar threw, threw it out. It wasn't going to make it. Lagos, Abuja, no. Enugu, Asaba, obviously not. We are not in Nollywood. Why are we in Asaba? Um,
1: Shut up your so- mouth!
0: Idiots. <laughs> 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 um I so Uyo was the only one we were like sure I had never spent time in Uyo before right. that so we went to Uyo and really loved it really really So how really, old really were you it? then? I was it was right before I turned 22. Okay so yeah. I
1: know I'm not running mad right? <laughs> no you're not. So at 22 I don't think that 22 year olds are sitting down saying we need to start a company. Let's go to a place. Let's leave Lagos so <laughs> the happening Lagos where and that's the problem. Good bitch too, is still too happens Good bitch is throwing events every other day to go and find time. Cause even me, I will not try it. So that's that's why I'm like you I know that Kennedy you try to pretend like you're the regular twenty five year old. But I, I don't think that I don't think I am. To like be there's so I many am. things that you do that I'm just like this nigga. I don't think I am. Um I mean for all and you did that with your brother. With my brother, yeah. We
0: wouldn't have been able to afford to go to Good Beach every every Sunday for very long, right? So you have to make a decision. For us, it was <laughs> with the small money we have, mm. do we spend it going to Good Beach? Do we spend it paying nonsense rent in Lecky? Or do we go somewhere where we can actually maximize our runway, take very little for salaries and just be focused, no distraction. And is that thing
1: where, you know, your, your parents' advice is ringing, yeah. ringing in your head to, oh, yeah. no, to know yourself yeah. to the point where, you yeah. know, you have to make this thing happen. Yeah. So tell me about moving to Uyo. Yeah. So we moved to UU, um in, I think,
0: April of 2020. Um, and we... By the lockdown. Yeah. So the lockdown had started, you know, there was like this the interstate border lockdown thing that happened for like two months. So we're there, and we didn't have to worry very much. We were able to move freely in Uyo. Um, And yeah, you know, it was myself and my two co-founders. We lived there. We didn't know that many people there. Um, You know, luckily for us, another group of friends of ours who were building a startup, they had a factory in Akwaibom. It was a little far from us. So every now and then we'll see them, and that was the extent of our social activity. Um, But during that time period, we tinkered around with six to eight different ideas right we build things we shut it down like you know we had this one company we built we built it this afternoon by the next morning we had closed it down it was the idea was okay how about we start something where um you know folks can rent out clothes they're no longer wearing well like do you have a name for it we called it lendrobe we came up with a design for it quickly we called one of our friends richard who's an engineer richard can you get this to us by tonight he built a landing page for it we're like we're going to run a few Instagram ads. The next morning we woke up. We're like, guys, that idea no really makes sense like that. Or at <laughs> least we like we don't want to build it. That landing page is still up. Like I still have it up. So that was kind of how we were going about things. Wow. We do user research, and um, but ultimately how we started working on Kippa was we had tried a couple of things that we we ran into troubles with. We ran into troubles either figuring out a way to make money from it or to scale it, or so. And we were willing to wait till we figured out what it was we were not in a hurry the only decision will be made was we are going to be an entrepreneur if we have to go and start selling okrika ultimately we will but of course we are never going to do that um and so we had to go out and discover what led us to building kebab we were in uyo so we said we're going to travel across some of the commercial nerve centers in nigeria to meet small businesses to stay with them and Let's just watch them do business. Let's watch them interact with our customer. After that, let's talk to them. Let's ask them questions. Right. We went to our bar. We, you know, came to Lagos. We went to Calabar. We spent a lot of time on the ground in New We went to Owen. And for us, it was let's let's see how businesses work and what's what their problems are that we can solve for them. Um, and that was how the idea of Kipa started. We, you know, saw businesses run into troubles at the end of the day, balancing their books with pen and paper. Well, this is something we very easily can solve. And we saw similar models in other markets like right. India, Pakistan, right. you know, and startups doing re- really, really well. Um, or at least so we thought. Um, and we cold emailed the founders of these companies um in these markets. Like we want to talk to you. We're trying to build something for our market. What are you learning? What are you seeing? What advice do you have for us?
1: Did you respond?
0: So, got on the phone with all of them. For those who did not respond, we went to senior executives and their team and we called. You know, the, the senior executive felt very flat and we reached out to them and we talked to them. Um, and after that, we were like, guys, we're in. Let's do it. This is what we're going to do. Um, and we were still not as sure because we wanted to sort of test it and see how it goes. And, you know, we started to see some real traction. We get crashed one marketing class where some marketer was selling Excel templates to an accountant. was so selling Excel templates to small businesses for 5000 naira, I think. So we we paid 5K to join the class. Um, and then we created a WhatsApp. We were like, guys, everyone, we are creating an app to automate this shit. Like, join this right now. Like 250 people joined. We were like, that's it. This is our Love these it. are going to be our early users. <laughs> um, so wow. um, yeah, that that was, you know, things that we had to hack our way to mm. just kind of getting things started. So that was how we, you know, we, we, we did start the company and you know,
1: the rest is history. But like, what led you guys to believe that, you know. Keeper could fly. Because a lot of companies start off, especially tech um, startups, they start off nicely, they don't end up doing as well, maybe because of lack of funding or eventually the model doesn't eventually work. Why? And you guys tried a lot of other companies. You guys built other companies. Why Keeper?
0: Yeah. So for us, I know that there are very few industries in Africa where you can build a billion dollar business. Right. And small businesses is one of them. Mm. Um, it's probably it's the major one, to be honest. Um, you know, there are a few others, but um, and that's one where there's so much opportunity. Small businesses, they, you know, contribute 60% to our, our GDP. Um, but yeah, there's no one historically who has done, you know, anything for them. For most of them, they are not used to running their businesses with technology. Um, a few of them most barely even use electricity to run, you know, how much more technology? And so what we knew, at least philosophically, was whoever at, you know, in the long term is going to be able to build for small businesses and crack that market will do really well and will make a lot of money doing that. Um, and so for us, it's, okay, we're going to throw our hat in the ring and, you know, sort of mm. go go forward with this. One thing I must say is for every founder, the best, most successful founders I know, they have an insane amount of paranoia, right? Right. Um, Which is, this is going to fail. Their companies may be making billions of dollars in revenue, but they still have that paranoia. Um, And so I still do, I still have that paranoia. Like, you know, um, but you, of course, it's healthy, it's necessary for you to make good decisions and, you know, keep questioning yourself so you stagger into the next phase of what's
1: possible. Mm. Um, Yeah. Great. So if you're going to explain Keeper to a five year old, like if you're going to explain the entirety of Keeper, Please explain it to this five-year-old. Yeah.
0: So we provide businesses with accounting and payment software to keep track of their finances and collect payments from their customers Mm -hmm. so that they can run profitably and sustainably. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most small businesses, 95% of small businesses die in the first five years because of improper books. Mm -hmm. It creates Mm -hmm. things like employee theft, right? People are stealing money you do not know. Mm -hmm. So what we did was we built a solution that allows businesses to track how much money is going in and coming out of their business and show it to them in a very simple way um, and allows them, you know, collect more payments from customers. So um, that's that's what the product is.
1: Amazing. So fast forward to the 10 (laughs) a.m. I've been (laughs) waiting for this part. (laughs) Because every time I think about... The amount of funding that you guys raised, <laughs> right? So by 2020, you guys were young boys figuring out your lives in New yeah. York. Yeah. And in a few years, you, you guys found found a company and it's doing $10 billion in terms of like... Do you guys call it revenue or... Funding. Funding. Yeah. Right. But did you get did you get ten million dollars at once, or it was no, over it was, time you know, across different rounds? but it, yeah. It How happened. much work do you have to do to get
0: ten million dollars in funding? Um, fundraising is a very, it's a horrible process, and I don't wish it on anyone. And it's horrible not just because you have to spend a lot of time saying the same things to people like seventy to hundred times each round of fundraising you go through, um, and you're going to get a shit ton of no's, um, and a few yeses um it's also exhausting because you're getting a lot of conflicting feedback sometimes from people who are not being very honest for why they say no some sometimes people just i don't think you can do this so they'll say no but they give you feedback oh i don't think your market is blah 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 i don't think the product is um and when you're getting conflicting feedback that's literally at loggerheads with each other and you sort of have to see through it and make decisions um Especially when it cuts close to the bone, when it's things you're probably insecure about, things you've not figured out yet, and you have all these big people who say, Oh, I invested in Facebook and I'm telling you no because of this, this, and this, right? Um, it's it's hard to sort of take that, assimilate it, and internalize it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it gets as you it's it's an exercise that you get better at um over time. But it's a it's a very grilling process and um it's best to, you know, just Get it done with and focus on trying to build your business
1: so what is what what is it for people who would fund such a business that i, I mean you've never seen it i mean this this is the first time that you're receiving such an amount of money right i yeah. are, are sure it's gonna do well if it does well what happens to the the money like the funders do you yeah. have to pay them back do you, what happens with such
0: funding yeah um so we um they're very different funding instruments but the most popular one that everyone knows is venture capital so simply what it is is okay Temisa. i see you you know you have this wonderful podcast i don't know how it's going to go but i know you're an incredible charming person you know how to talk to mm-hmm. people um and you need money to study you need to rent equipment you buy equipment you need to hire a team um and say i'll give you one million naira to do all of that when your business takes off you will probably need more money to say go global. You may need more money to expand to other parts of the world, um, mm-hmm. and you may not be making enough revenue. So when that happens, I am betting the industry is structured in such a way that there are other investors who would say, "Okay, I want to put more money in you, or your valuation will be higher because you've shown working." Yes, right. you know. Um, and so for investors, how it works is because I invested in you when, say, I gave you one million. Maybe the whole value of your thing was ten million. You know, mm-hmm. there value companies and their worth mm. based on revenue, sometimes other random metrics. Based on what your worth is, um, I value you at say 10 million and I give you 1 million there. By the time the next investor comes in, maybe in one or two years, you'll be valued 100 million because you've done all this work mm. and you've released two seasons. So, um, technically I've made 10 times more of my money right. um, because I can now sell my shares to that investor. Um, and So that's how it works. Right. Um, Right. Yeah, that's how the venture capital um game works. So, um, most investments fail, most of them. Um, but the good thing about the model is the one that works will pay works. back for all of them that failed right. and way more. What? Um, so that's how that's how investors allocate capital. So every investor has a portfolio. I'm going to put money here, 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 here. I mean, it's like you, right? If you have a podcast, if you have, you know, you're an influencer, you're a model, you're okay. I'm going to. If I have 10 million, I would allocate it to all these four things I'm doing. Maybe three of them will fail. But when this one works, it will make me back Mm. all the money. That's how venture capital works.
1: Money field for me, (laughs) Shabo. Yeah, but it's so interesting. Um, So now, fast forward to you having this amount of money to fund your business, right? Keeper Africa, you guys launched it in Lagos, right? It's In New York. Also oh, started in New York, right. No, I'm saying like officially, you guys established like office. Yeah, yeah. So we're headquartered here in Lagos. Right. Yeah. How's
0: that going? I'm going really well. Um, we, um, we've grown pretty quickly since since we launched. Um, we have a full time, um, staff team of fifty five people. Um, yeah. And before we've employed people from the U S. and we have an employee in India, employ folks from Egypt,
1: um, and sort of across the world. So you our CEO mm-hmm. over 50-something people. Yeah. I have barely five. <laughs> and I'm losing it. One, one is directly across me, and she knows why I'm losing uh-huh, it. You do see my dad. Uh-huh. Ah! <laughs> How are you able to manage 50 people? Because also, like, the kind of services that you guys offer, right? Yeah. It means that if the app is... You guys have an app, right? Yeah. If the app is down, or anything is happening, it's on YouTube. Make sure that everything is working for yes, every department. I mean, it's on business. Yeah. Um it's 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 to so oversee all of that. Yeah. So how do you do it? Like um,
0: the most important thing is hiring people and getting talent, right? And, right. um, over the past six months, I've spent you know, time investing in strengthening our manager bench and it's still an ongoing, you know, area of mm. concern for not just me, but honestly, any CEO out there how can you get managers and leaders within the organization who are really holding it down, know how to direct their teams. And then you really focus on managing managers themselves, right? Providing them with clarity on what the vision is, providing them with the tools, Mm. training resources Mm -hmm. that they need to get better as managers. um, And then they, you know, drive their individual teams. Um, And that's really been the model. I have a team that I feel very supported by, Mm. you know, that's why I'm even able to be here, for example. And, you know because there's
1: a team that is you know working around the clock so as a ceo you probably spend more time on leadership i mean with the people that you employ as opposed to even doing other jobs mm-hmm. because it, it means that if you, people are at the top echelon of the business are doing fine yeah. you can step back yeah um well, you
0: know, I mean you never really step back, at least not this early into the, you know, the company's journey. And I feel like as you grow, you you keep getting maybe not step back, but breathe. In. Just breathe. Or a breathe bit. for sure. For yeah. sure. Because if you can't breathe, then you're you know, one of the things I had to learn was as CEO, you don't want to be the hero. And that's a mistake a lot of people make. And also our Nigerian type of leadership, where when the CEO comes, Everybody. everyone keep quiet. Ah, bullshit. Right? Because <laughs> that way, you're stifling people. <laughs> tell them, oh. You're stifling people. You're not green as an individual. Mm-hmm. You're a local champion. and I mean, so for some people, that's the height of mm-hmm. the aspirations with their lives. Mm-hmm. Right? But the way I'm building Kipa is even I, I have to end my shirts. I have to come in every day and end my own stripes. I have to end the authority. I have to end the respect. Because you can't gerrymander the process of being a leader by starting up a small court of people who say yes to you and anointing yourself CEO. And hey, you've, you've, no, you, that's, I mean, if you want to do no. that, but that game doesn't scale. Um, so breathing is very important for me because then I can, you know, I think of myself as a very creative person. And I can actually spend time and it's almost like the spirit of the divine flows through you. Hmm. New ideas. I'm serious. And I think P-K. everyone needs that. <laughs> 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 this pastor, this is, is but I'm serious. Right. Um, and when it flows through you, you actually can think and, you know, direct and actually be. Obvious problems that would not make themselves obvious, you can see them Mm. because you're not scampering in the hamster wheel chasing the next thing and yeah, Mm. so that's very important.
1: But would you say that the things that you've done prepared you for this level of leadership? Because I realize that half the time, right, the companies that really do well are the companies that, you know, the people believe the leaders, almost as if the leader is feeding them something that they... So they believe the leaders so much that they would Put in their extra effort yeah. to ensure that the company does well, yeah. right? So I feel like most companies fail because of bad leadership. Yeah. And so far you're doing well. I mean, I've 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 seen you engage with your your people and things that you've you've done. But what really prepared you for this level of leadership? Is it the work that you've done before, books, or? I don't think it's any one thing. I think it's a it's
0: a combination of every single thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a good thing. Well, that's the good and the bad thing, right? When you're in the, position it's almost like you're elevated to your highest level of competent and incompetent at the same time. It's a 360 degree view on who you already are. So your strengths will shine and your weaknesses will shine. Mm. Um but I think the most important thing for me is that quality of self awareness is a word that is ab- abused these days. So I hate to use that word anymore. Um but I think it is being aware of the things I need to make sure I'm good at um and the ability to also make hard decisions by stirring into the abyss what that means is when things aren't working well um you're able to call it out even when it bruises your own ego um so and i think a lot of work that is involved with being CEO it's very psychological um as much as it is you know
1: transactional Mm -hmm. um yeah so it's it's both okay so what is the role of mentorship in all of this right because as a 24 year old or 25 year old who has a fantastic trajectory i know that the challenges that you you can take on easily right but i feel that there are also things that you know along the way you've never experienced before there's some new problems to you that you would probably need wiser counsel yeah right <clears throat> so in all of these are the people that you reach out to as per this is my mentor this is the person i can talk to um and yeah. how important is mentorship in 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 this entrepreneurship space yeah um, very important. Uh,
0: but I think mentorship, as people know it, I have a lot of people who come up to me and say, "Oh, can you be my mentor?" And even me, I was—I'm going to ask that for the show. A lot of times, I don't really know what they mean when they say that. To right. be frank with you, right? Because I think they want someone to validate things they they want to do, and mm. I don't think that's what we should be seeking from mentorship. Mentorship, at its core, is accountability. Right, it's a lot of times it's not just advice. If you go on YouTube, you can get advice, honestly, for anything. Like anything you're experiencing, mm-hmm. search Google, you'll find it. But mentorship, the the biggest value it provides is accountability. Um, and a lot of people try to network up or you know transcend their current social ladders by masking it. Um, in mentoring, um, for me, the best mentors have been people who are. Around similar stages as me, right? Mm. Going through similar, you know, similar experiences, but also have different perspectives than I do. I have a lot of, you know, people, advisors who are much older um, when it comes to domain-specific things. Oh, I don't know how to do this. I don't know who to call. What do you think? I do not know. And there are so many of those people around me, and I think that's very important. People who trust you and and believe in your trajectory enough to want to invest their time in it. I think that's the most important thing. And it's similar to raising funding because time is probably the most precious resource, Mm. right? For people who are busy and successful, they'd rather give you $1,000 than give you 10 minutes of their time. Right. Because they know that's very valuable. Um, And so you, in many ways, have to prove that you're a backable person. And what that means is whether or not... So whether or not I am your mentor, I know that you would do very successful. So it would be an honor for me to contribute to that journey. Mm-hmm. But I know that no matter what, this train has left the station and it's on an upward trajectory. And a lot of what mentors do is like, I'm just going to add fuel to that so it can go faster. But whether or not I'm involved, this train is going to move. Mm-hmm. Um, so mentoring is very important because it provides us with accountability. When I come to you and I have a conversation with you as my mentor, um, and I say, I'm going to do something. I go back and get to them. Next time I'm talking to you, this is what I did. This is what I learned. This is what I think I should do next. What do you think? What advice do you have for me? Um, And everything I just described, we have it in the people who are around us. If I want to, you know, there are specific questions I have that I'll call you to ask you to guide me. There are things you want and you'll call me. And,
1: we are, we are we are we are we are all our mentors. Girls.
0: Yeah, in many ways. Hmm. Um so I think that's very
1: important. I mean, I've never really thought about that. it like that. Yeah. You know, because you know, grow growing up, especially under like some kind of leadership that I, I, I was raised under, <laughs> you know, you know you, you, your mentor will call you in for like three-hour session of you know what you're doing with your life and what you're not doing right, you know. And sometimes I realize that some mentors actually affect your trajectory because some things that you have in your heart that God has laid in your mind that, you know, this is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Because of the over-experience of the mentor, he will not dissuade you from what you're supposed to do. Yeah. You know, but this makes sense. This this, this line of thinking makes sense, right? Yeah. So, the people that fuel your own train are people around you. Yeah. That's what we're saying. Right? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Okay, so let's step away from um, keep her a bit. Let's yeah. talk about you as Kennedy, your life. You know, because after ten million dollar funding, lifestyle will enter. <laughs> Let's talk about this lifestyle. <laughs> this <is my> lifestyle. <laughs> what? So, let me tell you what I what I on your picture from. On Instagram, I think it was a sponsored post. Okay. I said, "Call me this one again, give you me know about Lagos, because I think I know everybody <laughs> in Lagos." Oh my god. You, know, <laughs> you had your dread on, like fresh tattoos. I'm like, ah. "Oh my!" god. And I saw the keeper thing. I'm like, "This boy, I see you. Oh my this god. kind boy, I see you." Oh. You understand? <laughs> I'm so I feel so... like you have your lifestyle on lock. I mean, it is a part of me that has actually been
0: evolving for a while now. Right? Um, I think it's still evolving. So. Mm. If you think I never even reached, no, so, but let me tell you, I saw your old pictures. You were not this guy. No, I, I know, I know, and there's, you know, it's what we were talking about earlier, where that part of you that is so like uptight has
1: to has to give mm. for the real you to almost be better. Uh, but when they reach, then when the money comes, then the real you no, come. No, you say, know when the money comes. <laughs> the journey are there before. Oh <laughs> um, um, uh, my! <laughs> I feel like uh, okay. So when all of this change, when did this lifestyle happen? Like, I need um. I mean, I don't even know what you mean when you say this
0: lifestyle. So it'd be specific, Can please. No, please. so I think so. My fashion, um, which is something I'm definitely more interested in. Part of right. it is, you know, one side of it is very intellectual. The other part is also just, mm. you know, expressing and, you know, <laughs> to use a philosophical word, my moral personhood um, is is one that is still evolving. Is, I'm still mm. even yet to figure out what exactly is my fashion style. What makes me feel the best? What makes me look the best? Mm. Um, you know, what should I be wearing? What should I not? Mm. And in that regard, you're my mentor. I'm, I'm, I'm looking up to you. Yeah, me. I
1: agree. No, no, none of us can <laughs> establish companies that would attract <laughs> such funding, but then... so, but, but I feel like you also have like a healthy balance. Um, you know, if I was running such a company or it's assumed that if you're running such a company in Nigeria, the CEO has to be more... Put together you know dress up in suits, you know, but you see like if you't if you didn't tell me that you had a company, I would never yeah believe right, so how are you able to maintain that balance of like still being a twenty four year old who has like a life to live yeah. and also being very assertive at your job and doing it very well like
0: um both things come from the same source, which is Kennedy right I am the I am the well that, you know, flows into everything that I do. Oh, but shut up. Right? am no, Whether that's my family, mm-hmm. whether that's, you know, relationships and friendships, my work, it's exactly the same me. The way we're having this conversation now is probably exactly the same way I'll be talking right. to a colleague at work. Right. Um, right? Like, there's no filters, none, none of that. Mm. Um, and I think the balance comes from, of course, continuing to invest in myself. Mm. Reading, meditating, working out, all of those things honestly help me just be a better person right. up here. Right. So if I'm a better person up here, then everything works really well. Um, and then also rituals, right? Rituals, habits that I, you know, it is the the true test of discipline is when you have freedom. Um, and for me, I, am, I, I actually don't think I've been more disciplined than in the past two to three years, um, all my life, right? And a lot of that is just, okay, well, you're now in charge. You've, you're in charge of your mm. destiny. There are no parents. There are no teachers. There are no mentors. It is you and it is all you. And not just are you in charge of your destiny. Um, you are responsible for so many people who work with you, who work for you. Um, so it's important that you get your act together, right? Yeah. Um, and staying
1: healthy is, very, is probably the most So being, I was going to come to this question, right? Isn't that a lot of pressure? on us as young people. Because, you know, it's great to, to say, oh, this, this is a young man who has his life together. You know, he has been working from a certain age. His trajectory is fantastic. But, you know, at some point in my own career, I just wanted to be my age. Yeah. I just really wanted to do things that my age mates were doing. And I've never had the luxury of doing that. Mm. I've never, you know, I've always been so focused on getting things right. My career, my association, you know, and at some point, I think that in my, I, I'm not going to see the things that happen around yeah. in that space. But I just broke down and just became. I'm just like, anything will help make it happen. Yeah, you understand, you know. I, when I say I was distracted? Yes, a bit because this freedom, I tasted a bit of freedom in terms of like my career, financials, like you know. And I'm just like, you know, can I just I live see. a little, <laughs> you know? And I realized that there's nothing there; it's all vanity. Mm-hmm. But then again. I, you are always keeping it together. I don't know times not where you always. just... always. Exactly. Yeah, I, I need not always. The
0: honest part of that. Definitely not always. Um, you know, I am someone who naturally tends to live in extremes. Hmm. So, um, and that's my, that's my natural disposition. Hmm. And so I've had to sort of try to walk that so I'm not at the extremish time. When I am, you know, I'm sure if you ask my co-founders the time where we moved to you, I was on one extreme, which is, we need to figure this damn thing out right? I'm sure um, a lot of times to the annoyance because I'm sure I was a very annoying person to do with a lot of the time because mm. it was all go, 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 go. Mm. And when I'm burnt out and you know, burnt out is also another word that's used very carelessly these days. Um, So when I'm exhausted spiritually, emotionally in every way, I'm at that extreme and I'm just like, I'm there. And I know that's not a good way to be, mm. right? So a sense of fi- like finding a golden mean that allows you to get everything that you need to get done done, mm-hmm. um, while still expressing the times of the times where I feel the most unalive is when I feel like I have to sacrifice a part of me, or when I have to stop doing this or doing this mm. or doing this because I have to. I'm trying to achieve this goal. Um, we are not here for that that long. We are not on earth for that long. God did not, you know, God put us on earth to actually live in a way that is free, with discipline, by the way, mm-hmm. in a way that is free, that expresses everything he gave us, all of the talents he gave us, the ones we know, the ones we don't know, right? And it's impossible for us to figure out those things we don't know if we're every by time. The book, that's, yeah. that's that is book, That's unbelief. It is a sign of absence of faith mm. in yourself. In, I'm, I'm dead serious, right? That like, it's fight or flight. And I think, um, you know, the earlier part of my life um, of my adult life, we're spent in f- fight or flight. Um, and I know the difference now. I'm actually way more productive, right? When um, I'm not in that phase. Um, yeah.
1: I don't think you have given me what I want. Because, you know, there's a part of me that just wants you to connect with your own story. Hmm. In that, you know, we're both hustling. I don't know. I don't I don't think I'll call myself a CEO. Okay, yes, I'm a CEO. Yeah. I, I get to real estate company. That's true. Not true. <laughs> but, you know, I i've I always pride myself in the fact that you know, when it comes to tra- trajectory, I have literally done things by the book. but there was a time that I went off. Has there any, been any time in this year entire oh
0: absolutely that's you
1: know uh, that you by yourself Kennedy you sat with yourself and said you know <laughs> Kennedy you you to together
0: Oh bro, so many times um twenty nineteen was that year for me. Um, I think I've noticed these cycles in my life where you know I go through you know. Like two years of just being on, and then like six months to twelve months of just like I don't feel like I want to do anything at that moment. I can't create anything new, right? Um, And I just try to have enough residual energy to maintain the things. At least let me just let me just hold this. Let let me not let me not be homeless. Let me not fall off the face of this earth, right? And twenty nineteen was that year for me and. You know, there was a lot of, a lot of it was also followed by, God, what am I going to do next? I'm so confused. Why the hell am I here? Mm. Why am I in China? Why do I miss my family? What is my life? Jeez. Like, I was just mm. so confused. Right. Right. Um, but I realized that a lot of that was, you know, in hindsight, I was, it was the fear and the rest, the downtime I needed to go into 2020 which was a very and that's very important you know when you when you think about how the best athletes work even lions a lot of lions spend their their time conserving energy because when it's time to hunt it's time to hunt they hunt for 30 minutes to one hour they eat and they conserve energy for the next hunt i think that's very important we will have go seasons and we'll have you know seasons where we're we're recalibrating and you know, I, I was listening to um, Cosmos Maduka, the Kostaris founder. It's like, you have, to, you have to miss road before you find road. You have to <laughs> lose yourself before you find yourself. Right. Not once. And it will happen in different phases of our lives. So oh. for me, that's something we should be happy mm. about. Mm. When you find yourself in a valley, good. No problem. Because that means I'm at the foot of another mountain. Ooh. And I'll climb that mountain. And that's what life is. It is, so- we are down, we are mm. up, we are down, we are up, we are down, we are up. We're down, we're up and Man, we just have to... Like, that's... when Because when I'm in that phase, what can I do? My willpower cannot help me. Mm. Nothing can help me. All I have to do is rest. All I have to do is accept. Mm. And when
1: I accept, after enough time, you have so much energy and you're on to the next. Mm. You're wise beyond your ears because this mm. angle that you just came from, I think I I went through this phase and it was so hard for me to just rest. You know, you, you can tell that you're in that space where you're in that value. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, it be me. Yes. I know uh, what you me. Boy, me. Like, yeah, exactly. So, But I could tell that I needed to refer. Like, I was so exhausted by myself and everything that was happening. And the more you try, the more you try. And exhausted the problem is, is that from. our CEOs and people who are leaders of industry don't speak about this enough because it's always a safe, it's always go time. You know, how I created this, how I did this. There are times as as, as somebody who has lots of weight on their shoulder, you're just not yeah. in that mental space too. Maybe because you've been walking so, for so long. I, I, I told, I keep telling my friends that I'm tired of walking. Yeah. And I told you now. You're walking since you're 17. Right? I'm tired. And 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 I didn't realize that the, what I needed was rest yeah. to recalibrate, right? Yeah. So I got into a place where I was burnt out. That's the word I'm looking for. I was burnt out. And how often do we experience burn, burnout as as entrepreneurs, people who are leading industries, how often do we experience those and how often do we have these conversations? Because I don't think we're having it enough because people just think that it's a smooth sail throughout. Mm-hmm. But we have to get to a place where, like, you know what, you need to rest. Yeah. And I feel like it's in that resting season, that's where you now find the next move, oh, yeah. the next... Oh, yeah. I usually advise people to pray about it. Yeah. What is your own advice for people when they're in those seasons? Um...
0: Don't try to fight with yourself. I definitely do, you know, I'm I'm a big fan of prayer, mm. whatever that looks like for people, whether it's meditation, sitting right. down with your eyes closed, right. you know, not worrying about confronting your thoughts. Just allow them, observe your thoughts flow through you, um, you know, give your body the rest it needs, and then do normal, mundane things. A lot of times burnout is psychological, right? If you're, if you're a bricklayer, no disrespect to bricklayers, I think they do really impressive work right? And you're laying bricks. It's not that much mental work. It's muscle memory. Mm-hmm. You probably won't get burnt out from laying bricks, right? Um, you get tired, but you probably eh. won't get burnt out. Right. right. Because a lot Mentally. Of times, yes. right, The burnout that we suffer from that keeps us in our bed for, you know, for three months. That's not physical tiredness from laying bricks. That is mental. Um, and just allow yourself to recover. And you have to treat your mind mm. like your body, right? Give it the rest that it needs. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, that's great thank you sir you know somebody with a 10 million dollar company the distractions must be crazy you know <laughs> there's bad bitches you know? <laughs> and once you start making money ah, once mm. you start making money the friends increase the license oh please what are your distractions now and what what happened what shifted once your company got that <laughs> you know, they'll, do, they'll, they'll do the announcements where CEO of comes yeah. on 20 raises yeah the oh calls, the messages, the energy will change, yo. Oh, please give me that tea. What happened post your funding? Hmm. So
0: I I'm an introvert. You are? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You are? I definitely am an introvert. I, I swear, I swear, I swear. <laughs> I don't feel like it. Is. I think you're an, I'm an introvert at, at most because... I never heard English before. The ambina the one we did okay. between the extra... Okay, 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 okay. Okay.
0: So maybe, I think, of course, I've learned how to be extroverted in social situations because I've learned how to. Oh, right. I enjoy it. Like, so it's, it's an not, act? All of this. No it's, no, it's not an act. It's not an act. It's something, it's... I've had to build that. It's not right. by default. It's right? a skill, it's a muscle I've had to build. Um... And so from a friend angle, my best friends who I spend the most time talking with today are the same people I've spent the most time with the past seven years ago, for example. All right. Right. Um, and you know, I think of course I um I have new new acquaintances and some people who aren't on the tail end of that, who are now becoming friends, um, you know, to me. But God, I have such a huge spirit of discernment. Um, and so I also don't think, and maybe that is just yeah. God's the, the, mm. the, 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 the cloak of God around me. Mm. I don't think I'm the sort of person who people come to because they want to take advantage of. People, I, I never attract those types of people though. I just realized that I actually never do. I see very clearly mm-hmm. when people around me, my friends, mm-hmm. you know, those really... But those sort of people never come to me. Mm. So I'm like, thank you God. That's one less thing I have to do. Are you with. sure? I'm I very strong. Or because you're very so.
1: discerning. So you can quickly detach... Yes, From so I'm just sending and I don't see enough of those
0: people. When they do sparingly, I do see, but mm-hmm. those people don't come around me enough Um, and I'm
1: so grateful for that and mm. I don't know why. It's because you're um, a pastor, you know, you're Maybe it is, maybe it you is, know, so yeah, thank so. you, Jesus. Let's leave it at that, but let's talk um, about the distractions that come with distractions, the position that you're in now. Um, the girls, the, yeah. I heard a lot of tech bros smoking, but not true. Uh-uh. I don't know. Ah! The, <laughs> the way you say look right like this. Know illegal in
0: Nigeria. Keep, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The <laughs> Please, oh, not on my uh, show. No, but I mean, mm. of course, the pressure that comes with a lot of people to mask what they are feeling would tend to. But right. I, you know, I yeah. No, that's not your thing. Anyways, no. yeah, yeah, it's 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 not my distraction of choice. Um, so what is your distraction of choice? Of choice. So I um I'm learning to play golf. I know you'll be like, oh, you're not, from here. you're not giving what I want. But I need to play golf. Golf is actually an incredible addiction. And if anyone is looking for a healthy addiction, golf is one of that. Like,
1: Because when you swing well, you get that ball in the hole. My issue good. with you, Kennedy, is that you are, too, you, are, you are a politician. I'm trying to get a distraction. You know what like, they was that, telling me this recently? get it like, her from here? It's like, I'll ask you a question. You, go, you have a way to go around it. Please, this. that's what, what I'm asking. Like, I'm asking yeah, you'll be a good politician. about the distractions. <laughs> so, um...
0: Within, so I moved to Lagos exactly a year ago. Um, so after you, we went to Abuja. Honestly, Lagos is a very horrible place to date. Um, I've it's a horrible horrible I so is not I don't, just me. No, it's a horrible place. I don't that, know how you guys you. are doing it.
1: I'm not um, dating. I mean, I mean, the how, of the Lord. Yeah, I'm, of the Lord. I'm, I don't know how you guys are doing it, but it's a horrible place to yeah. date. Um, Why? Why? Why is it that for you? I'm sure women would also say the same
0: about men. So this is not about oh women or um, but I think. There is, it's like a circus, right? It's a everyone is playing and act, and it's actually really difficult to know people for who they are. Yeah. Um, and I see, you know, I've gone on a few dates for sure, with you know, and I've dated a few people in this um, Lagos, in Lagos, so in Lagos. When? Um, in the past year, in the past year. So by date that I mean, like, you know, talk to. So people we'll refer to that as talking stage. Talking stage. Um, right? And. I mean it's been, it's been I've definitely had very interesting experiences. I mean I've met one or two very reasonable people, um, but for technical reasons we couldn't, you know, take wait, things please, forward. So please Okay, please finish. No, 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 um that's 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 it. Go ahead.
1: Eh, what is the effect on hey eh? <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask so many questions as well, but I also don't want to put it in a place where you've caught them. Um, <laughs> no, go on, feel so free. At, I'll, at I'll this, try to be as anonymous as possible. So at this level, what is ideal dating for you um i'm 25 i'm not
0: getting any younger
1: i know right
0: um but i mean i do dating for me is i i have a list on my on my notes app actually mm. you know most most of us if we open all our notes app and we have a list of what i want in a partner but also created. do a you have that i do have that i think that's why i'm um, not getting the partner I, do have have that. I don't have i it. do have that i mean i do have that but so I took it for that, but I also have a list of what do I bring to the... you know, What do you bring to the table? It's a, wait, is this oh. an
1: actual thing that people do? Do you guys have it? Yeah, I'm sure people have it. Do you have guys it. have it? Yes, now. You, no, you don't go ever forget on you. <laughs> <laughs> you have it. <laughs> <laughs> but should you... Uh... Yeah. But should you have it? It's a lie. I don't, lie, I don't believe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I've I've had it on a while. Every Ooh. now and then, I just look at it and I update it. Um, So it's a thing. But I'm also at the point in my life where... um you know not just anyone can you know there was some girl that went to report to me to one of my best friends that oh Kennedy's not talking to me he's not picking up my calls and it wasn't even intentional but then what he sent me like he showed me the message it's like not you just can't wake up and expect to be someone's girlfriend like what what the hell is it? like why do you feel so entitled um so for me it's very important that whoever is my partner now mm-hmm. um firstly, has done at least relatively some work with their own selves, right? Do you, are you aware of who you are? Do you know who you are? Um, do you know what you want? Why? Mm. Why do you want to be with me? Um, what do you think you can do for me? Um, why do you, What do you think is so distinctively unique about me that you want to be with me? And same for me too. So it's not like, you know, mm. I'm the prize that when you want to be with me. But both ways. I don't think a lot of, I've not met a lot of people with that level of clarity. Um, especially here in Lagos, and you know, I'm not even in a place where I'm searching or anything. Um, but I've been opportunistic, so you know, if you know if it comes along, then you, it does.
1: You know, I used to be, I used to think that. I knew about everything but I just really realized that the reason I'm not dating is because I don't I'm not even I don't even know a lot about dating are you trying, I did, I did, are you trying to date I, did know that, I didn't know that I needed this much clarity I'm trying hmm. Hmm. but me I always the prayer and vibes I on <laughs> <laughs> I just look up and I say, Lord you know what I'm looking for Lord <laughs> you know what I please want please suss me out but the Lord asked you do you know what you want? so let me tell you I feel like the Lord has been working on me yeah yeah <laughs> but I didn't realize how much work you even have to do on yourself to be dateable
0: oh yeah oh yeah
1: because I, I especially, see, if you're looking, if, if,
0: especially if you want to take it to the you know go yes. the long journey with and I that don't that know
1: is. if I'm scared to say this so that the people that I want to do this will not run away no they won't but I think that I have I had a, an attachment or commitment problem right mm. where you know if you like me for too long I go run I've seen you I've seen you
0: I've heard <laughs> you say that i posted that
1: somewhere before. I posted it because why I think it's trauma. Wow. So, so it's just occurring to me that I actually need to now do some work on myself. So I'm ready to do it. But you know, how you have the things that you bring to the table, the person brings to let me try they think I'm mm. I just I just assume that, you know, one day I will go to a restaurant, and the person I love will him. fall in love with me and say, <laughs> Oh, this boy from TV. Ah, uh, uh, it will make for a good movie, but you know, but that's not how people fall in love, but, Abby.
0: I don't think so. a lot mm. of a lot of times, you know, you like there's a lot of practical reasons that are necessary for you to even because love is not just oh I see mm. I love you. Love is this decision making every day. You know, I have to wake up and you know there's something I read There's a mm. quote I read is like if you fall in love with me, then I'll lose all my respect for you because how can you fall in love with such a fool like me. Now maybe that. You know, um, and I think it's both people. It's anyone who is in love. Like both of you are very you know yourselves for the fools you are. But yeah to decide that, okay, despite this our my- foolishness, I will choose you in your foolishness and mm. you choose me in my foolishness, and we stick together foolishly and we foolishly go the rest of our lives together. I think that's what love is. Really? Um, it's not a sexy, it's not always the sexiest story, mm. especially at long enough time scale. So um you know for me i'm I, I feel very content to be honest. I don't um like I guess I'm not active in session, but definitely very open and I stay opportunistic and mm. you know entertain
1: dates. Um, but in Lagos, Lagos. No, but honestly, but at this level, are you are you more cities? Are you because I'm more guarded now because you know, at this level it's not we're not in Unilag anymore, we're not in secondary school anymore. I am now temisan Not that I let it get some ahead, yeah, but I have a lot of things to protect. So does that come into play like who you are, like as CEO of keeper? Does it yeah. come into play when you're trying to choose a partner? No. Not, not, not because I don't mean it in the sense that, you know, oh, I cannot date down. Or, yeah. But, because of what they represent to you, because you can date somebody that can just destroy your life. Oh, yeah. That's always been very, like, to be frank with you, I've dated incredible
0: women. Every single woman who I've been in a relationship with, fantastic women, since I was 17 years old. Right? You've yeah, 17. Yes, yes. You don't even
1: need to date again. Um, you don't date rich. <laughs>
0: um, and, I, I'm still the same Kennedy in many ways. Mm-hmm. The, and when you're, when you're, at least as I think about it, when I'm dating... And I had to learn this the hard way, to be frank. So if any of my exes are watching this, I'll be like, ah, Kennedy, that's nicer. Um, for well, most of them. Um, But when you're dating someone, all of these cosmetic social appellations, CEO of this, like, that's not what you bring home. You're CEO outside, but can you be CEO inside? Right, and a lot of times, they are almost diametrically opposed. You're doing well, you're a fancy CEO outside, but when you come home, you're not showing any leadership. You're not even in the context of the relationship, there's no leadership being shown. Mm. That meticulous care and attention is not being paid. Um, so at that point, no matter who you are, it's not useful to them. Um, because, well, yes, it's nice to read in the papers and, you know, on on paper, I'm, this, I'm dating this person, mm-hmm. but that's not the person I'm in love with. Um, and it would be a red flag for me if someone was willing to take that just because of, you know, and I would not be with such a person. So, mm. yeah.
1: Thank you for this new perspective. Yeah. You know, at this level, success means a lot of things to different people. It means something different to me, it means something different to you. And at some point you just realize that the thing this what you thought success was isn't really what it is when you get to this level, you know. But for you, what is success? I mean, if if you're going to retire in the next 10 years, yeah, and would term you successful, what would that thing be that you say that, yes, I was successful? Beyond f- founding the companies, traveling abroad, receiving awards, what is success at the end of the day to you? Um, so I think there's an external and an internal
0: dimension. If I were mm. to weight it, um, the internal dimension is what matters the most. And I'm not trying to give one of those, like, you know, bullshit field answers where, you know, is... but. Externally, for me, success is just if I'm able to take care of myself and my family, mm. <clears throat> I'm good. Um, and I think at this point, I would always be able to do that with you know you know with the skills and everything that I have. Um, but a lot of what success means is internal to me. It is me feeling and knowing that I am utilizing and maximizing my God-given mm. potential. whatever it is right Um, and it's not about the outcome with that and i think most times if you follow that is logical conclusion the outcomes is guaranteed Mm -hmm. you would you know you would make the money you would do all of those things which i think are nice and you know necessary a lot of times um but success is my spirit being filled with the fact that i am maximizing my potential and you know sort of following that direction to do the things that i was put on earth to do Mm. Right, um, and I think we all know that with our consciences, we know when, we're, we know when we are doing the things God put us on earth to do mm. in all of the different ways, right? Without sacrificing any of, without letting any of the balls drop, um, and that's very important. That's
1: what, you know, that's what that means for me, um, when it comes to success. I feel like that knowing is is the peace that comes with having done all this work you find peace in yourself. Like, you know... Like, no matter how much money you make, how much affluence you, you gather over the years, it's just that peace knowing that, you know... The thing that God put me on this earth to do, I did it, Sha. Yeah, and I'm still very early. Even from a professional point of view, I'm still mm. so early.
0: Like, when, when my biography is written, this... Everything I've done now will be in the early days section. Mm. Right? So... Already, this is your textbook, don't flow
1: <laughs> <laughs> because in the, in the history of TV, say never have anybody, especially a sh- chief of staff, sent us a whole brief on who. When I was reading, really, we, just, we just like to do our work with nobody. You detail. guys, you guys did, you guys did, did this a little come see C- 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 you over wow. <laughs> as, I the, the doc, as, as I got the doc, as I got the document, it was a <laughs> whole document. I can't read who he, who he is, what he hopes to achieve, the awards well that's a lot of detail well well done on all the work that you've done course, so man. far i mean that's a fantastic cv that i saw there because i'm a, i don't know some 24 year olds i don't know this at okay, this one is 25 this is your age mate yeah but she's doing well she's doing well anyway i mean we've had a long lengthy conversation that will inspire all the tech bros the young people you know kennedy is a force right but uh I imagine that when you were growing up, you had lofty ideas of what your life would be. and We can safely say that you're successful right now, right? But is this what you imagined that your life was going to become? And now that you're here, like, how does it feel, really?
0: Yeah. um, I think my life is still unfolding in many ways. Um, So far, I... I mean, I knew that I was going to... Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Do really good things with my life, um, you know, because I've always known that God put me here to do great things. Um, and how does it feel? Um, I am definitely on learning a lot of the Preconceived notions I had about what it means to be, he- you know, to be here, um, and one of that is, you know, growing up with not that much, you have a very lofty idea and you hold in too high of an esteem what it means to have resources to do basic things, um, right? Um, and I think we respect that a little too much in our society, mm-hmm. and we should really turn it down. Mm. There are a lot of wealthy, useless people. Um, there are a lot of wealthy failures, um, and i don 't think those are the sorts of people we should be celebrating and for me, it 's also asking myself, what does success look like if you put all of these things aside um for me and um that 's the journey i 'm on i 'm still very early, but another thing I you know read and also saw was once you have enough money to keep the creditors at bay i e you 're not owing anyone and you can comfortably afford all your basic needs mm-hmm. um there's no amount of extra dollar that would add any iota of happiness to you Um, and so now it's figuring that out and i think for the first time i was having a conversation with my brother two nights ago because we went to the gym i was like i told him like i actually feel like i'll I'll have a very happy life and that was the first time i ever thought like i ever said that i only started to think that very recently before now i did not really think i would have a happy life i knew i was going to be you know i have always like i'm going to be wealthy in the future you know when i'm old and everything Mm. but i really did not think i would be happy quite the opposite to be frank Mm. with you that's what you know i thought in my head because everyone who i saw was you you know most people who um at that way i mean just read the biography of any successful man it's not that rosy Mm. um but the amount of work that i've done in the past two years um and i'll especially especially say in the past six months too, um reading it like i've you know i've read three books in the past three weeks and a lot of it is i'm very obsessed with right now with psychological literature that have to do with just the mind and managing yourself and i think we all should get into that we have a crisis right now in our generation of what success is and who we respect on the basis of success honestly if we don't fix that we're we're just going to have a lot of people who go on to live very unfulfilled lives and i don't mean unfulfilled lives in the way our parents are living financially unfulfilled lives that generation of our parents this is going to be financial and psychological and there's no other faster way to go to hell than the combination of both um so that's something i'm trying to ensure that um i am doing at this phase of my life um yeah i don't know if that answered your question specifically but
1: Young answered you is my 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 leader. You know where he came in. There are three books for you in the three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that he stressed me out. Please, who is? Okay, see you, please. Because I know that you are reading a lot, so you're you're so versed. Like your your knowledge is out of this world, right? So please, just to to end the show, right, on the final note, right? There are a lot of young and upwardly mobile people who are watching the show, who are you know they believe. Or they literally believe everything that the guests on the show say. I'm ah. inspired by them, you know. Okay. Don't believe everything I say, no, No, no. They take the, my guests seriously, so I would. I want you to say something to, you know, the people watching who probably want to live the life that you represent right now. Yeah. Yeah. What is one what, what advice that you would give them in terms of like just a word that just We'll keep them going because... I give
0: them one way they use whole body.
1: Yes, no. Um, for the road.
0: Yeah, uh, one for the road. But, <laughs> but very seriously, I think mm. um you know, young upwardly mobile people, to use your word, um the most important thing is spend time developing your own conscience and gut, your gut, your instinct and follow that to the later. Um, we should avoid the contamination that comes with You know, being in a very noisy world um, as much as you can, um, you know, and give yourself the sort of advice. Your mother, you know, if you have a loving mother, that is, you know, your loving mother will give to you. Make sure that voice is almost always in your head with the actions you take, with the decisions you make, the things you do. um, And, you know, now I really see why our parents tell us, remember where you come from, right? right? And a lot of times remembering where you come from is not a physical space, it's not a home it's here right what does this person inside here want? um and you know do those things that help you that don't do things because they make you popular with the people around you um and more practically right let's learn skills learn digital skills um improve yourself um you know there are so many opportunities now to self self-skill and actually get jobs anywhere in the world um and i think you know, why we also deal with all of the things we have to do with. Finding our economic um, footing is so important. So learn digital skills. Learn how to code. Um, learn how to speak simple, you know, English. Mm-hmm. Do that well. Learn how to do simple math. Use a computer, because many people actually can't. Microsoft Excel, Word. Things like that. Like, those are simple things that, you know, when you're, in, you're, you're employed, you would use and you need yeah. to use. So just, in many ways, make yourself employable. Make yourself the sort of person you want to hire um, if you had a company.
1: Um, that's what I'll say. Thank you. And you can read three books in three weeks if you can. <laughs> yeah, if you can, for sure. Okay. It's been a great show. Please help me sign out yeah. to that camera.
0: Hey, guys. My name is Kennedy, and I just had an amazing conversation on TV Day. Um, thanks for watching.